0: Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Real Life Ghost Stories. What's up? Just for all you new listeners, I'm Emma. I'm Dan. And we're going to tell you some ghost stories today. But before we do that, we need to thank our gorgeous Patreon subscribers. Yes, Are you do. ready? I am. We would like to thank Beverlox. Beverlocks,
1: Beaverlocks, isn't it? Oh no, Beverlox, okay. Beverlocks <laughs> Beverlox. <laughs> Sasha Meyer.
0: Jasmine Stanford.
1: Brooke Shepherd.
0: Jennifer Wheeler.
1: Steve H.
0: Stella Higgins.
1: Yes, I'm glad I got to say this one. Ashley Heretic.
0: What a great name. <laughs> Carlos Del Rosario.
1: Also a good name. Ellie Yules.
0: Kylie Palmer.
1: Ben Powell. Chris. Jess Tasmin Pyle. Leilani Demarcus Panelson Fanelson Panelson,
0: who also left us a review I remember that name from mm. a review quite a long time ago our gorgeous friends Heidi and Cass Lesbian, Beyonce and Jay-Z whoop, whoop.
1: Uh, Carrie Smiley Morgan Bennett and Jennifer C. Smith
0: thank you all so much yes, for your donations you. we are eternally grateful and we love you
1: I'm really excited about today's episode why? because it's 44 and 44 is my favourite number
0: is, why is 44 your favourite number? I, I never know, really. knew that it's
1: kiss- yeah I don't really know just is
0: that's mad yeah. do you feel like it's lucky
1: yeah I like it it's ah. a good number it's my favourite number
0: I never knew that I don't have a favourite number
1: I had it on the back of a jersey once yeah and I had it on a pair of trainers once
0: are those two things unrelated like did you get the trainers specifically because they had 44 no
1: out? I got them with 44 on they were custom trainers from Nike
0: oh you got them with you got 44 put yeah. onto them oh wow yeah. didn't know that was your thing yeah Oh, but we, today is learning something about Dan Day apparently yes Our film review this week... Oh dear. (laughs) ...is The Nun. The Nun was released in 2018 and perhaps should never have been released, but we'll get to that. It has 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb and 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you like a synopsis?
1: Yeah, because it might help me understand what the hell was going on.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, because it might actually make some sense of the film. When a young nun at a cloistered abbey in Romania takes her own life, a priest with a haunted past... And a novitiate on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate. Together, they uncover the Order's unholy secret, risking not only their lives, but their faith and their very souls. They confront a malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun. What were your thoughts on this film?
1: <laughs> well, very rarely do I tweet about a film that we're reviewing. Did you tweet we, about this I film? I did. Oh. And my tweet was along the lines of: I normally enjoy the Conjuring movies, but my word, the Nun is a bad film.
0: <laughs> it is horrific.
1: Um, I just feel like it was trying to. It started off trying to be gothic, and then realised about halfway through it wasn't very good at it, so just reverted to form into its normal sort of how we normally do the Conjuring films, and as a result, was really confusing.
0: I did. I do think it was really confusing. I think it was a really like slapdash film. Yeah. I actually have been pleasantly surprised by the Conjuring universe. I have to say, like the first Conjuring, I don't think we've ever reviewed it, but actually, yeah. I think it's quite a good film. Yep. The second, the Enfield haunting one, it's not as good, but actually, it delves into a really and it's interesting got an amazing story.
1: Comedy moment uh, <laughs> with, a nun. with and the, the nun.
0: With the nun. Oh, and the picture. Uh, what was the other one we watched recently? <laughs> Annabelle Anabelle creation. creation. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't it, but like oh, I well, quite, quite good, enjoyed yeah. that film. This film was absolutely horrific in in not in a scary way like it was awful from bad acting to just a really bad plot to having random indiana jones moments in the middle of it like what in the world were people thinking (laughs) writing this film
1: Oh, it was
0: just, and it wasn't scary
1: uh, I know I, I disagree with that there were jump scares in there I don't
0: I really think a jump scare is a poor man's way of making a film scary
1: it's like sarcasm it's a poor man's comedy right I disagree with that but I can imagine if you watched it in the cinema it would have made you jump quite a bit because it was designed to well
0: interestingly so I put this up on Instagram yesterday being like this is our film review this week as I do every week and it i think it got the most comments of any film we ever put up because oh, wow. people were like oh my god this film is awful but there was also some people who were like i really enjoyed this film and my friend Laura messaged and said like she like shit herself in the in the cinema watching this and i wonder if because it's in the cinema because it's louder they do rely a lot on music for it the on the soundtrack there are a lot of jump scares but i just think it's such a poor film like i was so bored so bored. When there's one point where the protagonist got bit by a snake in his eye, and it was the most exciting thing that happened. Like you, I was really excited about it. I was, that like, was
1: out, out at that point. And I didn't even see it. But do you want to hear something really shocking? Yeah. I was bored during the movie.
0: That is really <laughs> shocking, Dan. I think
1: it's just because I couldn't follow it. I don't know whether it's my brain size not being big enough. but I just didn't understand the story.
0: I don't think there was very much of a story. I really, I really. So, so I'm just to clarify. In the beginning, this nun hangs herself, which is obviously um, considered to be a mortal sin in Catholicism, or it was. I mean, it's it's recently the Pope has said, no, we don't actually hate people who, who commit suicide, whatever. And they send a miracle hunter... Which I was like, oh, they're going to go into the whole world of miracle hunting, which is a genuine, they don't call it miracle hunting in Catholicism, but it's a genuine thing. So people claim all the time in Catholicism that there's like, you know, statues moving or um, miracles are happening, people are being cured, whatever, whatever. And they send out officials from the Vatican to hunt these miracles and decide whether or not it's a real miracle or not, which is a really fascinating facet of Catholicism. He doesn't do any miracle hunting.
1: He is an appalling actor as well. I don't. I, oh, I, I think right. actually, Frenchie and the girl were all
0: right. Frenchie was the Indiana Jones character yeah. who was a really <laughs> strange addition to the yeah. film in general.
1: Yeah, I think and he was just a vessel, in more ways than one, for the to link it to the other movies.
0: I really disliked the girl. Did it's she? the girl from the, the first series of American Horror Story, the daughter. Do you know what really annoyed me was? You know when she was speaking, and she was like,
1: "Oh yeah, speak- yeah, <laughs> her speaking was a bit." Annoying, <laughs> she actually.
0: was like the nuns are all in the convent because I'm saying really important things. So my emphasis is really strong. And I was like, oh my God, just say what you have to say and fuck off because you're really fucking annoying. Okay. And then for some reason in the middle of it, she's having all these visions. Never really explained about the visions. No. They talk about the fact she has visions in her childhood. They're not, they're not generally that useful except for the fact that she somehow discovers the priest who has inexplicably been buried alive nobody yes. there's no explanation as nope. to why or how he was possibly <laughs> buried alive and she doesn't even have a vision to tell her that he's been buried alive she hears a bell ringing and immediately realises that the priest has been buried alive which makes no sense when I hear a bell ringing in general I don't automatically think fuck me somebody's been buried alive oh, I do
1: do, you, do know? you yeah
0: oh maybe i'm the weird one then
1: oh you just have flashbacks to all those servants you had as a kid right
0: yeah 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 i did live in a big uh big mansion when i was a child loads of servants when somebody rings a bell i'm like oh somebody wants tea <laughs> brought to their quarter <laughs> but it's it it's just a very poor film and i think what happened was they had the nun in the conjuring or whatever film it was was it the conjuring yeah. they had the nun in the conjuring people went oh she's freaky and they just cobbled together a film in order to make as much money as possible out of the franchise because it just it 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 just doesn't make sense.
1: They seem to have in Annabelle Creation. They seem to have a good like there was a, an allusion to that she might have been a nun that that she worked with in like Columbia or something.
0: Yeah. So in Annabelle Creation, there's a photo of the nun in that um, from her previous. Uh, cloister yeah. in Mexico,
1: Mexico, yeah, and um, in the I background. A, I thought she was on a mission somewhere else. I know she. Oh was
0: Mexican, maybe. But oh I maybe. She was on a I don't know. Else. But, but she
1: didn't say Romania.
0: She didn't say Romania, but then in the background of the picture, you see Valek, who's the demon nun, yeah. whatever, whatever, and you see Valek in the background, and the guy goes, well, who's that nun?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. I've never seen her before." And I was like, "Oh, good fucking reference. That's clever." I I don't get the point of this story. Like I don't it's kind of Hellboyish as well in the whole, like, mad experiments that raise up this demon. You know, in the beginning of Hellboy where it's like yeah. all the Nazis are doing experiments to try and, yeah, yeah and, they, and they release yeah. whatever that super soldier thing yeah. is. I mean, I, I, ju- I we're, we're literally rambling about it because I don't fucking know what to say about so
1: it. So I need to talk about a few things. Okay, go I wonder Just how common it is coherent. that ex-satanic churches or satanic temples become nunneries quite uncommon i'd imagine Yep. also need to talk about how tall the nun becomes over the course of the film she gradually gets taller and taller she
0: starts out as like a normal sized (laughs) woman and then suddenly she's fucking nine foot tall and nobody questions the fact that she's nine foot tall they're just like oh i saw a nun let's go chase her down and ask her some questions if i saw a nun that was nine foot tall in this creepy fucking monastery in the middle of romania i'd be like probably won't probably won't track her down to try and ask her some questions also a thing that pissed me off they go into this horrible corridor that's got like crucifixes hanging from the ceiling crucifixes everywhere it's like in a basement and all of them decide that it's a good idea to go in there do you know what I mean at various points in the film and it's just like why would you do that if I was in some creepy monastery and a nun had killed herself and there's like I go into this corridor I'm, I'm not going in there I'm not going to walk down that corridor to the creepy door at the end where all the banging is happening. Not going to do that. Not Just not going to do that. So, you know, in my opinion, all those people deserved the trauma they went through. They all deserved to get possessed. They all deserved whatever else... He deserved to get bitten in the eye. Sorry, I'm very upset.
1: And my third point...
0: Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is I was a big fan of the Star Wars crossover because Emperor Palpatine makes quite a big appearance in it.
0: Yeah, quite a, quite a substantial character in the... <laughs> In the um, in the play, in the whole, you know, intergalactic travel is isn't mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah, which is very.
1: <laughs> so, what would you give this as a score?
0: yeah I don't know. I am going to give it one out of five. Well
1: oh, what's the one for? Because I am giving it one out of five. I've got a reason for my one.
0: I am going to give it a one because I think it's unfair to give it a zero, and I don't have actually have a reason for giving it a one. Yeah. I liked his hat. I liked his hat in the beginning there and I go. guess
1: you could it's better than American Podcast which would be a justification for you I guess
0: yeah it is better but he, he did have a very nice hat
1: yes I'm also giving it a one because there is a brief moment where the girl is in danger and the Frenchy Indiana Jones character rescues her and for some unknown reason <laughs> <laughs> the music switches to like
0: a Hollywood yeah almost like a Hollywood
1: Hollywood like hero jingle, yeah, it does like he's just saved her from a from a castle.
0: Yeah, from a from a rolling boulder <laughs> yeah. or some spikes that come out of the wall. And it's the only
1: time it happens. The rest of the time, it's because of this really serious, tense music and soundscape, and then just for this brief moment, it has this like Disney princess being rescued by a hero music it's for fucking like ridiculous. thirty seconds, and then it's back to reality.
0: I'm gonna say, just don't bother, don't bother watching this film.
1: I feel like even if you want to keep up with the Conjuring storyline, just know that the, the the nun is a demon from Romania. That's what you need to know, really. And
0: actually, it's quite irrelevant to the storyline in yeah. general. So could have done without it. Don't bother. No to directors. Don't try and fill your universe and your franchise with shite.
1: Yeah, is, James Wan.
0: Yeah. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for some stories today?
1: I am. I'm excited. It's 44, so they're all going to be really good stories.
0: So last week we were talking about the amount of people that write in to me on a weekly basis being like, oh shit, that's happened to me before. Yes. So I've called this episode... Oh the... shit, that happened to me. I should have called it, oh <laughs> shit, that happened to me. Oh, I might rename it actually. That's quite good. I've actually called it The Revisiting. So oh. if it changes to, oh shit, that's happened to me, then it was originally called The Revisiting. I have to say The Revisiting sounds more... Sounds more scary But oh shit It happened to me It's quite funny So I've taken out Some stories That are relevant To stories that we've Talked about In the past
1: Oh interesting
0: Okay So are you ready
1: No Because we've had Some horrible stories In the past I don't know if I want To relive that trauma (laughs) Okay
0: well woman up babe Come on let's do this Story number one Comes from Stevie Hey Stevie For as long as I can remember I've always had Weird creepy things That would happen in my life Hearing voices Whisper my name Feeling things touch me but turn and see no one there. Cold spots in the house. Shadowy things that would walk in the hallways at night. But nothing that's felt so ominous as this thing that seems to follow me in my sleep. It all started when I was about 13 or 14 years old. Quick side note. In my family, dinner was 9 out of 10 times in the living room where we'd all eat and watch TV. It was not uncommon for me to fall asleep on the sofa... I'm a sleepy bitch and always ready to sleep wherever I get the chance. I feel you girl, that's also me. Anyways, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and dragging my ass to bed because I would school in the morning. I quickly fell back asleep and soon after came the subject of my reoccurring nightmares. For the very first time in my life, I experienced sleep paralysis. I couldn't move and could hardly breathe. On top of one of my closets was this large, ominous creature. It was crouched into a squatting position. It had long, lanky limbs, looked thin and was pale from what I could see, and seemed to be naked. It was looking down on me. It had no nose, just holes for nostrils, dark, soulless eyes, and an unnaturally large grin that stretched across its face. It never took its eyes off me, just held its position and stared down at me. No matter how much I tried to move, after what felt like forever, I forced myself awake, but I wasn't in my bed anymore. I was in the hallway outside of my bedroom, laying flat on my back. I've never sleepwalked before and didn't know what to make of it. And for about a month, it would come nearly every night, usually on top of the closet, but every once in a while, sitting at the foot of my bed, always staring, always smiling. Each time I would wake up in the hallway lying flat on my back. I'm 23 now and it still visits me often. Sometimes it's only in the background of whatever dream I'm having, always in the creepy lurched position with that fucking smile on its face staring at me. My baby is due in late November and soon he will be living in my old bedroom where I first encountered this thing. I plan on cleansing the room before our little man gets here and in the hopes that he will not encounter any negative energy, this thing, or any other freaky odd thing that lives within the home. Don't like the
1: smile when you're just sitting there on top of your closet.
0: But that's such a regular thing in people's sleep paralysis or like, or like Freddy. Like, what is this big limmy creature that is knocking around in people's psyche?
1: I feel like Freddy's alright.
0: I know you think Freddy's alright, but it's a dream thing as well. Yeah. Because if she had said, you know this thing is always crouched on my wardrobe in my dreams and whatever whatever and you could put it down to sleep paralysis absolutely but the fact that she has regular dreams where it's in the background
1: yeah that's strange that's
0: fucking weird isn't it just there because your dreams are like dreams are mental yeah dreams are I had are such a cool dream last night I'm just going to tell everybody about it I had a dream last night that I had superpowers where I could move things with my mind and I was like what's that X-Man is Magneto the one that can move things metal objects well, listen, I could move everybody wow, you're and anything. Than and I you was amazing. Me, hey? And my powers got stronger through, as the dream went on because I was practicing more. It was such a cool dream. I woke up and I was like, God damn it. It was like my Matilda fantasies all played out in this dream and it was great. But anyway, there was no freaky, smiling, long limmy thing in that dream. So that's quite a good thing. So what do you think this is?
1: I don't know. I think Freddy's actually real.
0: Freddy freaks me out a lot. I feel like
1: Freddy's a cryptid. A ghostly cryptid,
0: but then when so I've got more stories about Freddy. But in one of them, she's talking about what she thinks Freddy is. Yeah, and she said that she doesn't think that Freddy is a cryptid because cryptids are biological beings that haven't been proven to exist yet. But because of Freddy's ability to get into the the dreams, she doesn't feel like it's like it's a cryptid.
1: Maybe more of a
0: paranormal thing. It just
1: projections of aliens.
0: Fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> just no okay that's not fair <laughs> i would start crying on the podcast that's not fair
1: i don't know it's weird isn't it it's a subconscious thing though isn't it your subconscious is weird
0: yeah your subconscious is really weird i'll, I'll give you that like it is a very subcon the subconscious is a very strange thing but this is such an intrusive creature yeah it makes me feel really uncomfortable actually yeah. because but- it makes because it makes sleep a really uh quite a quite a dangerous place because sleep is supposed to be you know, where you feel calm and safe and comfortable oh, yeah. and all of that. When and you then you get some. When you get some, when you don't have insomnia. I, I just can't imagine how you'd feel trying to go to bed every night and knowing that this thing is going to be on top of your wardrobe in the middle of the night.
1: So when I was about 17, I had seven nights of dreams of where I died in every dream. So it happened for like two nights on the trot And then by the third night, I was like, I don't really want to go to sleep. And then it happened another four times on the trot and then it stopped shut up and I died in different ways every time but I actually died
0: but what were you what what kind of ways were they it were hit they like hit
1: which doesn't, was probably not surprising yeah Um. Oh, I can't even remember the other stuff I fell out of an aeroplane I got shot fuck me stabbed but yeah I died in seven seven times
0: were you watching Final, Fan or Final Destination at the time <laughs> like on repeat <laughs> yeah. and then being like why am I dreaming about this <laughs>
1: But it's funny you say that as a joke, but lots of things do inform my subconscious don't know. Like you don't know what it is that triggers it. But this is just too real. That's what makes this weird. And like, what happened to her when she woke up somewhere else?
0: Why? Why waking up in the hallway? And why, when she's dreaming about this creature, does she wake mm. up somewhere else? I just the whole thing gives me the heebie-jeebies, and I and and I've gotten so many messages about people who have experienced this kind of creature, whether it's. I've had messages from people on, like, um, military bases who've seen it. I've got mess. I know, yeah, we'll get to those stories, don't worry. I've got messages from people who have seen it in their dreams or who have seen it in the woods. Like, what the fuck is it? And why are there so many sightings of it? Yeah. Because I know the rake phenomenon, like, the rake is a creepypasta. It's made up, it's not real. But it sounds like people are then taking that description and applying, and, and applying the name to something that yeah. maybe does exist yeah. as a paranormal entity like when I started this podcast I always said I don't believe in Moscow stories yeah you know what I mean I always thought I'd be really cynical and people would send in stories and they'd go and I'd go oh this is making me believe in the paranormal less and less I'm actually fucking believing in everything <laughs> these days <laughs> these days I'm like you know what everything's real we're all fucked
1: what if it's like a demigod?
0: because that's the kind of thing it sounds like some sort of weird if you haven't seen Stranger like Things of, like
1: to a weird sort of upside down or something
0: I don't know like a what do you call it a, a dimension traveller yeah I don't know but either way it makes me makes my skin crawl
1: the smile is I don't like the description of the smile on this one well, I can see it in my head mm. and it makes it makes so my, my hair stand on end
0: oh yeah so are you ready for the story number two <sighs> guess so okay this story comes from Melissa who is the gorgeous host of the Haunted Ride paranormal yeah. podcast and she was messaging me and she said she had stories and I was like Melissa like send them to us we want to hear them
1: can you not tell them on her own podcast I mean, yeah. that sounded really, <laughs> that sounded really aggressive sorry it. can
0: she not tell them on her own podcast <laughs> yes yeah, she does of course she Sorry, does. Sorry, I didn't mean
1: that, Minister. That came up way harsher than I expected it to.
0: And everybody thinks Dan is the nice one, eh? It's not true. Are you ready? No. Yes. I heard your Whistling Man episode. Mm-mm. And after I mentioned it to Emma, she told me I had to send my story in. So here it goes. Definitely
1: should have saved this for your own podcast. We, I don't need to hear it.
0: When I'm coming home, I have to follow a road which dead ends into my neighbourhood. The main road, of which my house is off of, is only about three miles. And I'm around a mile and a half away from the entrance. This is important, I promise. And no, I'm not about to describe the weight, appearance or height of anything (laughs) either. Now, my home is a very peaceful place. It's constantly filled with light coming in from the windows. And it's just got a really nice feel and energy to it. This was really important to me in order to help me make sure that no ghost would ever get the idea of coming over to visit. In July of last year, I woke up sort of suddenly there wasn't a noise that woke me just a feeling of something being around although I wasn't sure what had woke me up I knew when I found the source it would get the full force of my agitation and then I began to hear it whistling mm-hmm. now let me explain I'm half lying in my bed, half sitting up with my eyes open, wide awake and listening to something that sounds like a human whistle outside of my house It sounded like it was standing towards the corner of my house, somewhere that I could see it from any of the windows in my home. I felt nothing but dread roll over me as this thing continued to whistle a sing-song melody that I had never heard before. This went on for about 20 seconds and then stopped. I waited to see if it would begin again but heard nothing. Now here's the thing. The street was dead silent. While this was going on and even after it stopped, which is never the case... The main road, which is right off the highway, runs parallel to the road my house is on. Since people are typically home before 11pm at night, cars like to race up and down that road. Additionally, the hospital is on the next road over, and they often have helicopters flying patients to their location. We also apparently live in Frog and Cricket Central, <laughs> and you can hear them at all hours of the night. Same with birds. I'm not kidding. Birds chirp here at like 2 or 3 in the morning. But there was nothing. Complete and utter... Silence. That's both scary. As I listened, I never heard footsteps of anyone coming or going. I never heard any bristling of, of bushes or trees. I never heard a single sound. But I knew when this thing was gone because the dread I felt had dissipated. If that wasn't enough, I have a guard dog. She barks at cars a mile away turning down our main road. She never woke up from her sleep, not once. I passed the occurrence off as just one of those weird things that happened to me and hoped I wouldn't have to deal with it again, but I wasn't so lucky. In August, I was awoken from my sleep yet again with the exact same feeling I had felt a month prior. I felt dread roll over me, and the feeling that someone was outside of my house. When I turned towards their location from my bed, the whistling started. This time though, I was angry. Dread or no dread, you do not wake me up out of a nice sleep, especially (laughs) twice. I told the thing to get the fuck away from me and my house and never come back again or else I'd be serving up a nice dish of its own asshole. Oh, what a phrase. I'm going to be using that from now on. The whistling stopped right after I told it to. And yet again, just like before, I didn't hear any footsteps or bristling as it went away. I should mention that both of these occurrences happened a little after 3am in the morning. Sometime during the week I was driving home when I passed a house. Now this house I refused to look at whenever I passed it. It was the fourth house from the entrance of my road. Pretty, but there was some bad energy there. I could feel it every time I passed and that's why I would never pay it any mind. But this time I looked, and I mean really looked. At that moment the same feeling of dread I had had came back. And I knew that this was where it came from. This was where it resided. That means the entity could travel over a mile to come to my house and bother me, which takes a lot of energy and means that whatever it is, it's really strong. I issued another warning to it that I'd found it and that it better stay away or else it wouldn't be on this plane anymore and then I drove home. I will say that this thing is similar to what you guys were talking about. Even the melody you played in certain parts reminds me a lot of the melody it whistled. I actually didn't even feel any familiarity to the song until it got closer to the end. It's similar to a shadow man, but the energy is a little different. It's creepier, to be honest with you. It feels like it could literally knock on your door and attack you, physically and spiritually. The house where this energy seems to come from can't keep people in it. I've lived in my house for three years. And during that time, families have moved out around six times or so, just from what I've noticed. The four houses around this house also seem to be affected. They're constantly going up for sale or rent by the owner. About two weeks ago now, my dog was barking outside. I was trying to record an episode for my podcast and so clearly I needed quiet. She was going crazy and I knew there wasn't anything out there, physically at least. So I read The area around my house energetically to see if there was anything bugging her, and I saw a man. He was standing there, trying to get onto my property, close to where Mr Dick Whistler stood when he would whistle at three o'clock in the morning. It felt like the same thing, although a little less powerful. I told it to go and pushed it away from my property. The next day, I stopped at the house and, well, prevented him from leaving. He was pissed, but that's what happens when entities don't listen. Take care, stay safe, and I hope you don't have to dropkick any ghosts.
1: You wouldn't be able to deal with that. You'd literally run outside in the street and do something stupid. I would, yeah. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) Melissa just is is clearly a psychic medium, by the way. So she's got um, a gift, and that's what she talks about a lot in her podcast. But it's really interesting that, so our original Whistler story, the guy didn't have anything like that, but this thing followed him. Whatever this thing was, followed him. And whatever this thing was, that was around Melissa's house at three o'clock in the morning whistling was able to move from that house to her house a mile away what the actual fuck but why whistling
1: because it's creepiest, isn't it it's really creepy
0: it is I guess it is that yeah. was
1: self-censoring there you could well try it one time
0: <laughs> Well done, well, 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 self-centred, self-centred, <laughs> self-censored. What would you do? So after listening to all this, because oh, people, I, don't think I can handle it. People like. regularly ask me, like, do you ever worry that you're going to like attract something to your house because of all the stuff that you talk about? You and don't really, worry about it
1: because you know, it'd be attached to me. Yeah,
0: really, I don't worry about it. But there's certain things that I would worry about. So seeing those Freddy-looking fuckers, like if I saw anything like that, I would die a death. If somebody was outside my window whistling...
1: You'd go out You'd go out and sort them out. Like, this is what I'm saying. You wouldn't have that kind of rationality because every other team is fucking us up. The last time there was a massive fight going on, you're hanging out the window trying to see what's going on. You'd be the same thing with a whistle. You wouldn't be scared. You'd be like, what are you doing? Shut up.
0: Yeah, but this is what would happen. There'd be a whistle outside the house. I'd go downstairs ready to have a go with somebody. I'd yeah. let some fucking demon in. And then I'd be like, oh. Oh, do you think it's like a Black
1: Eye Kids thing?
0: I don't know, you see. Like the whistling is like Because it seems like, in Melissa's case anyway, it seems like it was directed towards her. Mm. That it wasn't a random thing in the street. And the guy from the first Whistler story that we did, it followed him. Because it followed him throughout his life. And was rowing a boat, whistling at him.
1: I just wonder whether it'd be one of those things, though. If it happened to you on the regs. Whether it'd just be so annoying that at some point, you well, that
0: is what she said. She's flick. like, yeah, the, she did, didn't yeah, she?" Yeah. She was like, "No, I've had enough of this. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore." So it's like a shadow person. It's like a an entity. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Though it's
1: really weird. I've got a story to tell you, by the way, about something that happened to me on the way home yesterday that I forgot about because I got. Oh, late. go on!
0: You might as well tell it now. You'll Love sure. a good story, yeah. Go for it.
1: So you know they've got the pianos in St Pancras, and there's one in Canterbury Station. You know, just pianos that are around free to, for people to play.
0: Yeah, tra- in, in train stations. So in one of the biggest train stations in London, there's a there's pianos and they have them in Canterbury sometimes. Yeah. And yeah.
1: So I'm walking through St. Pancras Station, and this is stadium then station, really crowded, past one of those pianos. This is a blonde boy and this um, Indonesian kid. Uh, and the blonde boy's playing uh, an, an Inaudi piece as I'm walking up to him. So he's playing away and his friend's watching him and there's a couple of people standing around. He's playing it really well. I thought to myself, oh, that's really good. And just as I get to him, he finishes up. Well, he doesn't actually. He's a few few notes away from finishing up. And as I pass him, he finishes up. I thought, I was just thinking about how good he was as I was walking along. La la, la, la. It must have been like three 400 metres. There's another piano further up. I get there and there's the same I Naldi tune playing. And I was like, oh, that's odd. That kid was playing it down there. Um, but it's just starting up.
0: No way. Like, listen, it
1: gets worse. Get to the piano. It's the same kid.
0: No, I'm
1: not even. Jo- I'm not even joking. It's the same kid. He's got the brown trousers on, the the beige trousers on, and the white what? shirt on. So he could have, in reality, been able to leg it. Like it is possible. And he may Yeah, have just no, been I know where those pianos I was are. Walking, yeah, and I'm walking slow. Obviously, you know what I'm like at the moment. Okay, so there is a reason. But it was really, it really freaked me out. But I was like, okay, it's logical. Get on anyway. Get on the train. The rest of the journey goes on
0: oh there's more to this I thought that was it oh my god
1: come up the train station in Canterbury's got a underpass I come up the underpass no way walk past the cafe the same I track is being played on the piano by a kid with blonde hair I couldn't see what he was wearing but I was like fuck this I'm not checking this out same track blonde hair same hairstyle I was like this is too weird <laughs> straight out the station I was like well, this is bizarre I mean it's a common I Naldi is a very common piano piece
0: yeah fine but that kid, it, what is that kid just doing the rounds of every piano we find, playing the same song? I he was. I didn't, there's
1: no way he could have got on the train with me. There's no way he could have got on the train with me.
0: I, I'm. That is it's, mad. It's
1: just like, what the hell is going on?
0: Whoa! I can't you believe you're me that. If you
1: add that to all that stuff that happened to me in the previous, well, not all that stuff, but my PlayStation turning on in the middle of the night.
0: So you <laughs> oh, had a bit of an I'm experience gonna... in your hotel other night, yeah. didn't you? Do you want to tell people about it? It's not anything seedy. Don't worry. <laughs> I just, I just realized <laughs> I how that sounded. That <laughs> Yeah, Dan had an experience in his hotel room. I can not remember the what the
1: other thing was now, though. Only PlayStation. Your
0: so phone. Probably, oh,
1: yeah. It's playing all that creepy music. So, I was, uh, yeah, I was in the middle of the night, about three o'clock. My PlayStation, which I took to the hotel with me, just turns on. And you can only turn it on by pressing the button or pressing the button on the controller. Like, there's no way it just turns on. And <laughs> I was actually, for the first time in my life, rather than being freaked out, my initial reaction was like, oh, fuck off, I'm trying to sleep. Because um, I was actually like, I'd just fallen asleep, and you know how hard it is for me to get to sleep. I was like, mm. I can't be dealing with this. So I didn't even get up to check it, and then it was worrying so much I ended up getting up to, to, to turn it off. But it was the other side of the room, so I was sleeping on the side of the double bed closest to the door, and this was the other side of the room under the TV. So it wasn't like I could have rolled over onto anything and turned it on, it just turned itself on. So that was quite freaky. And then in the morning, I was watching it early in the morning, <laughs> about five. I was watching a video on YouTube, and then all of a sudden, the opening track of Lana Del Rey's honeymoon album kicks in over the top of my video, which is this really creepy, like...
0: Yeah, it's horrible. It's really quite creepy music.
1: And it scared the crap out of me. And I was like, what is that? And then the night, the, the last night, I had the dream about the devil as well. I was like, this is not fun.
0: Oh, you had that was the other night, didn't you? You had the yeah. dream about the devil. It's all
1: in the same hotel room. I don't want to go back into that hotel room. <laughs> it's
0: oh. two nights on the truck. Oh, I didn't I just didn't realize I just didn't put it together that it was all in the same mm. hotel room. Oh, that's weird. Mm. Oh man, you are so haunted i think that hotel room is i think you're haunted it's not me if anything happens in this house tonight i will sleep through i was going to say i will go mad i will sleep through it you could be like up the ceiling climbing up the walls and i've just been sleeping peacefully through it all Bim's walking
1: around on the hind legs yeah.
0: been flying through the air and i have been like just sleeping just sleeping through it all living my best life um but yeah, that's, that was Melissa's story. So this whole Whistler mm. thing is not just limited to this guy. No, and I've like actually, it. I actually have more Whistler stories Today? For you. Not today, okay. but I do have more Whistler stories. So this, again, it's another thing that people are, can relate to and are messaging us about and being like, oh no, this has actually happened to me.
1: Maybe it's trying to start up like a whistling duet.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it is. And someday, and you to, like, whistle back. someday if you whistle back. But a lot of, um, I think it was uh, Hobnoblin there's there's like Finnish folklore about not whistling back
1: oh don't yeah. do that then <laughs> so apparently there's
0: well, I'll get to I'll get to that story soon but okay. there is Finnish folklore about not whistling back so last story of today okay we're rambling quite a lot today I apologise it is Callum's story are you ready
1: I um, don't know if I can take it to be honest with you
0: I'm do a bloke <laughs> are you so I should tell you my height and build for reference <laughs>
1: I love that everybody's tricking for this.
0: I'm like five foot nine at best and would definitely be very scared of a ghost, alien, (laughs) wild animal or other threat. (laughs) Jokes aside, I'm also a sceptic, even in regards to my own experiences. Back in late 2018, I was on antidepressants. So that, from my point of view, already explains most of the ensuing weirdness. But bear with me. Around this time, I began to have what I believe were hallucinations before I fell asleep. The first night was the scariest because it was new. I was laying on my back and both me and my partner were trying to sleep when I noticed a figure in the corner of my room he was around 9 foot tall very lean and wore a bowler hat that was slightly too big for his head Mm -mm -mm. I couldn't Mm -mm. make out the rest of him except for two eyes very clearly watching me with an uninterested look he was so tall and lanky that he had to hunch where his back met the ceiling super creepy bloke I thought this is sleep paralysis But then I immediately realised that I could actually move my head and my arms. Now I knew then that I wasn't paralysed but this just scared me more so I tried to move as little and as slowly as possible and then I noticed apparition number two. Hmm? There were several shadowy black dogs circling my bed.
1: No way.
0: You know when dogs get hyper and start doing laps of the house or garden as fast as they physically can it was exactly like that but they were even faster. So fast they began to blur. They would go straight through the wall behind the headboard as if it wasn't there creating a perfect circle around the bed and ignoring obstacles. They sped up to a blur around 20 seconds after I saw them and I started to panic. I had the sense that these dogs were protecting me forming a barrier but it was all too fucking creepy so I plucked up the courage to shake my partner with the arm closest to her and say what is that in the corner? There's nothing there babe what are you talking about? She turned on her bedside lamp and it was all gone. I told her what I saw and we both rationalised it as my medication or my mental health and that it was hopefully a one-off. It took me a long time to fall asleep. But a week later it happened again. Oh no. I was lying on my back trying to sleep. My eyes were closed but I wasn't drifting off so opened them. Somehow the wardrobe doors to my right were open. I look back to the other side of the room but feel a light sting on my chest. I look down at my chest and see at least five kittens sat on me, white as snow.
1: That's such a dream for you. (laughs)
0: Kneading at my chest with their tiny claws. At this point, I recognise what's happening. My partner is not yet asleep, so I say aloud, Babe, is this real? And look to my right. Stood to my right is two crying children. Around six or seven years old, a boy and a girl. They are wearing the usual clothes you'd see on a child of that age. I think the boy had some shorts, pretty unremarkable clothing. The two children were reaching out to the kittens, but seemed to be unable to get any closer to me. I described what I saw to my partner. There's nothing there. The doors are closed. You should close your eyes and try and sleep. Then suddenly, in the blink of an eye, an old man and a woman appear behind the children. They look like generic, modern, old folk that you see about town, but their expressions are that of unbridled fury. They are so angry with me that it chilled me to the bone. The kittens are hurting me now. The old people begin to try and drag the children into the wardrobe, but they resist. The whole scene is silent. I'm narrating it to my partner, who gives me her sleep mask and tells me that I need to stop looking. She sounds scared herself now. So I put it on and somehow fall straight to sleep and in the morning everything's back to normal. My last hallucination is the one that still scares me, and makes me ponder whether it was really a hallucination at all. I fell asleep on this night, a few nights after the kittens, very easily. Important context, we sleep with the fans on all night. They're cheap fans that we mostly use for the white noise effect, and they don't have timers. I'm not the kind of person to dream. Well, we always dream, so I guess what I mean is that I never remember my dreams when I wake up. But I did dream this night. I was floating in a void, but a void that felt wet. It was like being in a sensory deprivation tank. I was totally weightless, but could breathe despite being in what felt like water. I had the overriding sense that I wasn't alone. I heard a deep voice, so loud, but speaking as if it were whispering. The voice said to me, ''Are you scared?'' No, I replied, which was actually true at this point. As soon as I replied, something appeared directly in front of me. It was like a Greek theatre mask, the ones used as symbols for acting. Unlike a standard theatre mask, the thing had a dark frown, twisted beyond normal human expression, and a wide grin filled with bloody, needle like teeth. Something about the mask and the void, I was reminded of an anglerfish. So I wasn't actually as scared as much as I was repulsed. "'Are you scared now?' it asked me. "'No,' I replied. It replied slowly. "'How about now?' And then I was awake, turned on my left side, cuddling my partner. Behind me, I hear the fan buzzing, away as it always does. I shake it off and close my eyes, holding my partner close. There is a soft rustling behind me, and then a loud click because somebody had just turned off the fan it powers off and comes slowly to a halt fed up of the creepiness I was experiencing I pulled my partner close and cried for a moment falling asleep at some unknown point when my partner got home from work the next day I asked her if we slept with the fan on last night she said yes but that it was off when she got up I told her my dream but now we don't talk about it because it's too weird and creepy as fuck visions have stopped for me so I don't want to tempt my brain into doing them again I blame most of this on what was essentially a mental breakdown at the point of my life plus my SSRIs but the last experience I can't really explain away and that scares me a lot and makes me ponder if maybe the other hallucinations were real as well if either of you could tell me what the fuck happened with the fan demon I'd be really grateful I actually no longer sleep with a fan on the side of my bed because of it apologies I'm not a great storyteller also, before you tell me it was a ghost, my house is only five years old and we're only the second residence. Nobody died here. Unless somebody buried a victim in the foundations, which now that I've said it, will definitely give me nightmares.
1: Yeah, I reckon mafia victim.
0: Mafia victim, mob in,
1: victim. Yeah, in the country. Um, um,
0: no. There's a lot of really interesting things going on here.
1: I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with someone coming said, No way, oh. And it was still off in the morning.
0: SSRIs are... If you don't know it's, it's was, an SSRI is a it's it's the standard medication that they use to treat depression. Okay. I'm not gonna go into it because I don't know all of the information about it and I don't want to say anything that's like inaccurate, but it is the standard medication they use to treat depression. One of the side effects of SSRIs actually isn't hallucinations. Oh no. As far as I'm aware, yeah. So mm. they have loads of side effects like nausea, like okay. dry skin, sleeplessness, like lack of libido, all of those things. But I don't actually think hallucinations is a side effect. However, if you're in the middle of a psychotic episode, then yeah. potentially, yeah, you would have hallucinations, but SSRIs wouldn't necessarily be be used to treat a psychotic episode. However... Obviously, the brain can do absolutely crazy things. It it's, can't turn off a fan. Especially, my brain can with my superpower, okay? I dreamed about it last night. The physicality at the end of that dream of turning off the fan is what fucked me up about that story. Yes, and yes. I was hooked yes, for I that am story. Now.
1: I am scared now. Yes, I am. I'd be like, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I'm scared, you win, you win.
1: <laughs> well, up until that point, I was like... This is scary, but I can emphasise, empathise even. Because you've
0: had hallucinations before, haven't you? Yeah, when I
1: was on Larium, which is an anti-malaria drug, which is just one of the known side effects of it. And they are the weirdest things in the world. Like, I woke up once and there was like a crowd of hooded people in my room. But I was awake. And I had to wake up the guy that I was sharing the room with and just to make sure there was
0: nobody there. And obviously there wasn't anybody there. So potentially, I mean, it sounds like this was potentially a side effect of whatever mental health issues canon was going through at the time but
1: something turned the fan off
0: something turned the fan off and it,
1: that would make a really good t-shirt by the way just for
0: something out. turned the fan off but there's this there is a specific <laughs> specificity specificity too as well is that right this this dream demon i'm going to call it a dream demon this dream demon going what are you scared now And then he wakes up and the fan is turned off. And I do wonder as well, like, you know, people, we we talk a lot about, like I always talk a lot about mental health issues and all of that stuff. And I do wonder, like, this is a really unprofessional, unmedical thing to say, but maybe there is parts of your brain that when people have mental health issues, they have the capacity to see or hear things or experience things that... They can't turn off a fan. But what I'm saying is maybe the hallucinations were part of something else hang
1: on you've are you going full circle now So we yeah, started from, <laughs> by saying that every possession is and demonic thing is a mental health problem you now saying that actually potentially
0: some mental health problems <laughs> could be is, paranormal what has happened to me who am i <laughs> this podcast has ruined me <laughs> It, it, it's just fascinating, I can't I don't know if I can give you an answer,
1: but I can't give you an answer. But I just, I just want to let you know that you doesn't what, matter that how strong that medication is, you cannot turn off a fan without physically with turning it off.
0: If if I woke up and there were five kittens yeah. sitting on my chest, I would be the happiest person alive. I would be so excited, <laughs> even if they were kneading my chest and it was really painful. I'd be like, oh, look at them. I love them so much. But then the kids would show up and ruin everything. Ruin my kitten experience. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Callum. I, I, That's fucked me up. Like. Oh, you have
1: given me a t-shirt idea, though. What? Something to turn the fan, fan off? off.
0: <laughs> but it's, a good, it's a good t-shirt idea. If you would like a something to turn the fan off t-shirt, then let us know. We'll do a line of merch in it. So, yeah, there you go.
1: I'm not down with that, Callum. And actually... Yeah, I thought you were a good storyteller because that was actually quite scary.
0: That was really—I haven't edited any of that. It was a really well-told story. And again, we've got a Hat Man. Hat man's back, nine-foot-tall Hat Man. Hat yeah. Man is lo- much like the Nun in the Nun. He's growing yeah. in both reputation yeah. and stature yeah. as time goes on. Yeah,
1: but it's the fan with that story. I can't think about anything else now. Like That's creeped <sighs> me out.
0: It's—it made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. It really did, because it like it very easily would have been. Um, I w- like with that story, it was it would have been easy if the fan hadn't turned off to go. Shit isn't the brain crazy? Maybe all these paranormal things are caused by people's brains. Maybe these things don't happen. Which is
1: what you always do. <laughs> Which is
0: what I always do. Sorry. And then.
1: And <laughs> now, now you're announcing science. <laughs> and now and that's it.
0: Now I am a psychic medium. Okay. Would you like to hear some reviews? Yes. To make things a little bit easier. Our first review comes from Ghost Toast 72. Good name. Dan and Emma already feel like old friends. We are old friends. This podcast is amazing. Just the right amount of scariness, humor, and skepticism. I found this a few weeks ago and I've been binging when I can. I'm almost caught up and kind of sad that I would only be able to listen once a week. You guys are great. Thanks, Ghost Toast. Thank you. We love you. Best podcast to listen to in LA traffic. That comes from Forever Sleepy.
1: I feel like you've read this
0: one. Have I? Mm mm-hmm. I've just discovered this podcast about two weeks ago and it's one of my favourites so far I love the mix of comedy and listener stories Dan and Emma are hilarious I will definitely recommend it to everyone I know also I loved the muse- the movie Mac and Me when I was younger every time I mention it nobody knows about it have I read that one before? Mm. oh bollocks
1: but Mac and Me is a good movie
0: sorry if I've read it before people keep messing with me at the moment about Mac and Me <laughs> I
1: really want you to to see it just to see how much of a rip off it is and then realise it is actually better.
0: Oh, that's controversial. And finally, I love everything paranormal and enjoy listening to podcasts at work. I stumbled upon this one after getting sick of all the others. Both hosts are hilarious and have what seems to be an adorable relationship. Lol. We do have an adorable relationship. Actually, we hate each other. Yeah, this we're is the just, only time we speak. Yeah, we're just together for the podcast. I enjoy listening to them both. Sor- s- stories are scary and creepy, and sometimes informative. Love the podcast, so don't stop. And that was from Pris eighty eight from Canada.
1: Cow Canada. So thank you
0: so much. Sorry, this episode this week has been a bit of a mad ramble.
1: I know what that is, though,
0: because it's because you won the football. I've
1: been in the football, and I've had three beers.
0: <gasps> you had three beers. That's what it is. Do you know what? That's <laughs> going to make people on the group very happy.
1: I had free beers a long time ago, so they're not really drunk, but I should probably just loosen my tongue a little
0: bit. Okay. Well, fair enough. You've told a lot of stories this week. I mm. enjoyed it. Um, if you enjoyed this week's episode and all of the other episodes that we have put out, all 44 of them, please make sure that you rate us on iTunes and drop us a little review if you feel so inclined. And make sure that you tell your friends about us. Make sure you come and like our Facebook page, which is Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast, and join our super secret Facebook group, which is RLGS Super Group. The answer to the question is Emma and Dan. And make sure that you come and follow me on Instagram. I am at Real Life Ghost Stories on Instagram. If you like Great British Great British Bake Off, I will be doing a live feed on <laughs> Great British Bake Off every week. And make sure you follow Dan on Instagram
1: at Fifty P Movie Club.
0: And make sure you follow us on Twitter.
1: At real ghost Pod.
0: And if you have a story you can send it in to real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com
1: And if you want to watch me play the man from Madan from sometime after the september thirteenth uh, then add me on Twitch. I am Milo Skibba. Do
0: you want to spell it? M
1: I L O S K I B A
0: And finally, if you want extra content, we're about to record a Patreon episode two. You can sign up to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. And for $5 a month, you get an extra episode a week. And for $2 a month, you get the full back back catalogue of 50p Movie Club, which is a podcast by Dan and Will.
1: And at some point, you might get the Sleesman finale.
0: You might Will, are you listening? I know you're in China, okay? I know you're, in China, I know you're okay? really,
1: really busy in like, the other side of the world, but at some point... Get a wriggle on.
0: <laughs> and on that note, we shall see you next week.
1: Be spooky. That is a really bad
0: tagline, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we probably sold that from another podcast as well. <laughs>